Once again, we find ourselves in the Gospel of John, <clears throat> focusing upon what scholars refer to as Jesus' farewell discourse. The words Jesus shared with his disciples at their last gathering in the upper room the night before he died. I acknowledge it seems strange. It seems strange that the lectionary cycle would focus our attention here, now. When we have already celebrated Easter, we are beyond the cross and the tomb. We are in the season of resurrection. He is risen. He is risen indeed. So why go back? I think it has to do with practicality and the parallel reality that we're in the same boat as John's audience. The gospel was written in the very last years of the first century. And those who heard and read John's gospel are men and women who never saw the earthly Jesus. They never walked the roads from Galilee with him. They never sat with him at a table. They never heard a parable firsthand. They never witnessed a healing, a miracle. They were not present at his crucifixion. And they certainly never stood in the presence of him risen. The people John is writing to that early Christian community in the late 90s, well, they are a lot like us. They want to know how to live and go forward now that Jesus is gone. Their question of living in his absence is relevant for us today. How do we follow a guy who lived 2,000 years ago? I mean, seriously. And who none of us have ever met before. No Facebook page, no Twitter, no Tumblr. How do we shape our lives and truly live as his disciples in view of the fact that Jesus is no longer visibly or tangibly among us? Thoughts? Anyone? Loaded question. I have a thought. Jesus says to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So it would seem the answer to follow Jesus is connected to the question of loving Jesus. Do you love Jesus? If the answer is yes, then you take Jesus seriously. And if you take Jesus seriously, that has all kinds of implications upon your life. One way we take people seriously is by learning all that we can about them, trying to understand them, and living in a way that honors their life and their beliefs. To know someone is to love someone, if you take that person seriously. Do you love Jesus? I love Jesus. I love everything that he did. I love the way in which he proclaimed the kingdom of God, his preaching the good news to the poor, the release of the captives and the oppressed, his, his word in action, 
his commitment to healing the sick and the broken, his ability to forgive all of those who crossed his path, even while nailed to a cross. I love that he took women seriously in a culture that oppressed and disempowered them. I love that his favorite thing to do, his favorite thing to do, was to hang out with his friends at a table, eating dinner and drinking wine. He does that more than anything else. And I dig that about him. (laughs) I can relate. I love Jesus. More importantly, I love the way that he loved people. And if I, if you, take him seriously, if our desire is to follow him, have our lives shaped by his life, his love, then we have to keep his commandments. No way around it. You have to keep the commandments. And those commandments, the foundation, is love. Let me clarify one point, which might rub some of you or some people the wrong way. You may have all those same good feelings about Jesus, similar to what I described. I love Jesus. I love him. But for Jesus, the definition of love that he is speaking to has nothing to do with feelings. It is not an abstract philosophical concept. It's not a stirring in your belly. It's not the sensation of floating on air. It's not watching a Lifetime movie and thinking, oh gosh, that is so sweet. I love it. I just want to cry. No, that is not the love that he speaks to. The love that he speaks to is a love lived out through action. Love and action. In the Gospel of John, as far as I can tell, Jesus issues two commandments. The first, love one another as I have loved you. Love as a present, continuous action, rather than a feeling. And second, go and make God known. Again, through word and action. Two directives to his followers, then and now. Love me by loving one another. Love me by sharing the love of God with those you encounter. Love in action. Recently, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on my call to ministry as I approach my ordination ceremony. And uh, reflecting on the good and the bad and the, the truly, truly ugly um, of that journey. And reflecting on what it means to take a vow and live, uh, live a Christ-shaped life for the rest of my life. What does that mean? What does that look like? And I've also thought about the, my people along my journey. You know, those people who have loved me and supported me and comforted me um, through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I acknowledge I wouldn't be here without their love. Their love shaped my life. As I think about 
all of my people, there's one in particular that, that stands out. And his name is, uh, get it together, wouldn't <laughs> His name is Jackie. And I've spoken of Jackie a few times um, in sermons of the past. Not recently, but in the past. Jackie is a middle-aged man. He has, um, he's physically disabled, and he uh, suffers from mental illness. He's uh, bipolar, he's schizophrenic. And when Grayson retired in 2006, um, Jackie was passed on to me. The care of Jackie became mine. And so for six years, not a day passed that I didn't speak to Jackie. Not a day passed when I wasn't asked for a dollar or $5, or $20, or buy me a light bulb. He has a thing for light bulbs. And if he couldn't reach me on the phone, Jackie would just come into the church office and um, request his dollar, or let me know that he needed uh, Hungry Man dinners. He loves the Hungry Man dinners. Meatloaf, always. And two liters of Coke. I should have bought stock in Hungry Man dinners. We would be set for life. Through my relationship with Jackie, I, as I reflect, I came to understand what it means to follow to Jesus. I came to understand what it means to love as Jesus loves, to act as Jesus acts, in that to love Jackie is to love imperfection. To love Jackie is to honor and... Um, and shield human frailty. To love Jackie is to live selflessly, because Jackie can offer nothing in return. There are days that he doesn't even know where he is, what's going on. He has nothing to offer in return. To love Jackie, and by extension, to care for Jackie, I came to realize well, it was to love and to care for Christ himself. Living into Jesus' words and actions of a love-shaped life. And I was reminded, or I'm always reminded, of these words from Matthew 25. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. If you love me, this is how you love. This is how you live. This is your life's goal in my name. If you love me. Jesus offers words of assurance to his disciples he says to them, I will send an advocate to be with you. I promise not to leave you alone. You will not be orphaned, and you will recognize me. You will see me if you love me. If you take me seriously, if you do the work of love whenever and wherever you can, I will be with you. I will love you through your life's journey. <laughs> Of course, when you read the passage, 
you understand the advocate as the Holy Spirit. Yet sometimes the advocate in our lives, that which reveals the truth of Christ amongst us and in us, is a person. For me, it was Jackie. Who is your advocate, though? Who reveals Christ to you, Christ in you? Who reveals the depth of your heart and your soul and gives you the courage to love without limits? Who is your advocate? Over the course of his life, Jesus tells us that God's love is the source of our lives. And if we abide in God's love, then we abide with one another. God's love is both the source of our lives as well as the goal of our lives. It's all about love. Those who follow Jesus, those who love Jesus, those who keep his commandments, they take him seriously. They love without limits. If you love Jesus, then you go out into the world and you love as he loved to the best of your ability. It's not about perfection, but it is about trying. It is about selflessness. And perhaps, just perhaps, one day, someone might say of you, he loved me like Jesus. Or she loved me like Jesus. Personally, I cannot think of a more beautiful compliment. Amen.